I planned that out. I totally left it muted. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Best of Five. Boy, we're off to a great start. Hope you guys are doing well. It's another Thursday. And boy, what a Thursday it do be. It's about to get wild. We have a lot of cool stuff to talk about. We have some Tekken 8 and some Strive stuff. Mortal Kombat 1. Going back to back to the beginning. Marine is going to join us uh, for a fun chat about coming up in the FGC. And some CPT stuff that just got released a little earlier this week. And then I'm going to give you guys a little preview into what I have planned for the beta tomorrow. The beta test of the weekend starts tomorrow. Before we get any further, these jerks over at Arc System Works thought I wasn't going to see it. Three minutes ago, three minutes ago, these jerks just put out another video for the Asuka uh, the, what's his name? The Asuka R Sharp player guide. It's eight minutes long, so we're going to watch it just because they thought they could get it by me. So let's watch it. Eight minutes. Asuka is a character defined by his... Nah, get that out of here. I'm choosing not to watch it, but I saw it go live. Arxis, I'm watching you. Don't think you can get stuff by me. How y'all doing, man? Everybody doing all right? Happy Thursday. Uh, this is the Thursday before Combo Breaker. Next week, we'll be live at Combo Breaker. Uh, this is the Thursday before the Street Fighter Six beta. So that's exciting. Uh, this is also the Thursday before the new Strive guy comes out. Also exciting. I don't know, man. It's just It's, it's just been an exciting time. Exciting time. Uh, and the fact, look, I have to give it up to the folks over at NetherRealm, man. I knew I always liked them, right? Putting out the gigantic announcement of Mortal Kombat 1 on Thursday morning. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. We get to talk about it and enjoy it. Doesn't the beta start tonight? Yeah, it starts tonight at midnight if you want to play it. I'm not going to play it at midnight. I'm too old for that shit now. Uh, but anywho, let's get into it. Let's get into it. We have we have limited time today. So, first of all, 9 Pacific. You're right. You're right. First of all, uh, last week, we got a new Tekken trailer that came out. And it was this one. It was exactly five days ago, by the way. There he is. Now, if I don't see a skyscraper or a, a plasma sword, I'm gonna be upset. Or give me like a peacekeeper, maybe? Peacemaker. No, peacemaker. So, Mr. Mr. Kick him up is back. And boy, I gotta say, he's got some pretty interesting new stuff. Of course, that ender is like a famous ender, right? The the big hop and turnaround kick. He's got the crane stance. He's got a new gi. He has two eyes again. Yeah, that's right. I was I was I was complaining about it when I first saw the trailer. Like, what was the point of the eye patch? 
what was the point of the eye patch? Anyway, check out this move here. He has a low that's tracking and launches on counter hit, or not even counter hit, it just launches, it's crazy. There's the Peacekeeper, Peacemaker. So he has options off of that. Oh, there's a Plasma Sword. All right, I'm happy. Wait, who else has... Oh, no, never mind. Kazuya has a, a kick-type thing. Like that in the end. Anyway. Still not a lot of information on Tekken 8. Uh, aside from all these characters. However, let's remember, exciting things are coming next week at Combo Breaker. Exciting things are coming next week at Combo Breaker. I get to play it, and I am excited. Uh... Also, there is a PlayStation showcase happening, I believe, on the 4th of June, which is, uh, which is on a Tuesday, if, I uh, if I'm correct. And I, it's safe to assume that we're going to see some Tekken stuff there. It's also safe to assume we might, we might be seeing some Mortal Kombat stuff there. Who knows? But we're going to talk about Mortal Kombat later. We're going to talk about Mortal Kombat later. You guys, you guys liking uh, Huarong over here? You guys liking Warong over there? I think he looks pretty cool. I hate fighting against him, but he looks cool. You know, you got to give it up. He calls it like you sees it. Next, let's head on over to the Land of Strive. We were up late for this one yesterday, and I'm glad we stayed up because it was a wacky one. Here is uh, finally the reveal of the final Season Pass 2 character for Strive. There are 68,487,109 child laborers under the age of 14. Ah, so you can tell, can you? Well, someone hasn't changed. Weird that Guilty Gear is talking about child labor. There he is. He's got the world in his jacket pocket. Now that's an eye patch. That's right, Die by Sword. That's right. So look at this guy. They put a Blaze Blue character in Guilty Gear. It's happening. I'm calculating my chance of survival. You move quite well for one with no seed, though the leftovers won't last forever. Just so you know, I'm fairly sure I can die from pain. Yes, let's finish this. I think I'll turn this whole place into a vacuum. That was close. I nearly put out a star. I didn't listen to his soundtrack. It sounds awesome. It's a banger. All right, and there it is. Not Kreutz, but R Sharp. You know, like the there's a programming language C Sharp. He's all, all the way to R Sharp. And then this badass stage, Tiernanog over here, like Space Station City. We're getting some appreciation colors because of the way the servers have been. And there's also some additional colors you can spend money on. <laughs> and then here it is. Season Pass 2 is complete. And now we got Season 3 coming out, coming, uh, coming around the corner. So exciting things on the horizon for Guilty Gear Strive. Now... Along with this, they, uh, the folks over at Arc System Works gave us a little peek into some gameplay thanks to an article over at Games, 
game spot. Can you go ahead and skip? Uh, and we can see this guy has a billion different resources. He's got like he's playing like Magic the Gathering over there. He's got like cards. You know, he can read the book. He can spend health. I don't know, man. This guy's crazy. He's got like 26 worlds over there. Um, apparently, people have been saying this is just nine. I have not played enough Blaze Blue to know whether this is indeed just nine or not. But I gotta say, him throwing out just polygons is very bizarre. But I guess that's what happens when you have a jacket that has space in it. But yeah, so he can activate one of four randomly selected spells, I guess. Uh, and it uses mana, which is the meter over there on the bottom left. He can he can choose to spend some of his life in order to get more mana. And you notice there's like a, the blue goop around his life bar. That is armor. If he doesn't have that, if he goes into burnout, he legit has burnout. He legit has burnout. It's funny. Uh, if he goes into burnout, he loses the goop around his health bar and he takes extra damage. Extra damage. Uh, which is super duper interesting, man. Uh, I don't know. It, it feels like this guy is just playing a whole different game that's not Guilty Gear. Right? Like, he's over here, like, drawing spells, like, discarding cards, like, spending ammo, spending health. And then, like, the, he puts the staff down. I don't know what the hell the staff does. Maybe you, you, maybe they talk about it in the starter guide, but, you know, I haven't been there. Damn, burst bait. Uh, but I haven't watched it yet because they only released it three minutes ago and we got a show to do. You feel me? But all this to say, this character looks hella interesting. I can't wait to mess around with him. Especially because he seems like he's, like, uh, like... The other zoner in this game, right? One of them being Happy Chaos. And now he's here. So, big ups to Arxis. This character comes out seven days from today. Which is... Combo Breaker Day. So, no fun for us going to Combo Breaker. Uh, he literally comes out on Thursday, the day of Combo Breaker. So, ooh, terrible timing. Terrible timing. Absolutely awful timing. It's a, yeah, I saw a tweet by Rick, and it's like, this comes out the day of Combo Breaker, which puts a hassle on Combo Breaker, because they have to make sure they don't update any of the systems they're using for Guilty Gear. And then Street Fighter Six comes out just seven days, or eight days after Combo Breaker, so, man, rough luck. That's, that's pretty terrible. I hate it. I hate it. But, all this to say... This character looks super cool. He's, like, playing a whole different game. Like, he's, like, in another dimension, right? Ha, 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 I guess. Because of his cape or cloak or whatever. Uh, so, exciting to see. I'm excited to see whether he'll break the game or not. And I'm also excited for the fact that they're going to fix the netcode. Or not the netcode, but the servers, right? Because the netcode's cool. The netcode's good. But the servers are just not doing well. I hopped on a little bit today to play because I haven't played in a long time. And Combo Breakers next week. And I'm competing, allegedly. And yeah, man, it's it's rough. Like, when things don't work, they don't work. When they work, it's okay. But when they don't work, it's Bad News Johnson. You know? You can't, like, join any games. You can't, like, it, you just keep getting errors on errors on errors. And then sometimes it just, like, resets the game. It's awful. It's awful. Now, I'm excited about this. We watched this this morning on stream. 
And for those of you that don't know, we do a stream in the mornings here uh, at 9.30 a.m. Central. We watched this this morning, and I got to tell you, I, I think I'm still digesting it because of how different this trailer is. The whole tone of Mortal Kombat is completely different, right? It does not feel like Mortal Kombat in a way, even though it is Mortal Kombat and it feels like Mortal Kombat. There's something about it that just ain't Mortal Kombat, right? It's something brand new, and I can't wait to dig into it. So here, let's watch the thing you do. Time to wake up to a new reality, to a blank canvas that I have painted in with warmth and peace. In my new era, the choice is yours. Did Kung Lao without the Whether blade in his hat? In quiet serenity or bloody strife. And we got some katana. The princess is here. Joyous prosperity. Dude, the the cinematography in this trailer is so crazy good. Rivalry. Like this shot is amazing. Like with her, like with you just seeing the top of her teeth. You can face each other. Like there's a lot of like very specific like color storytelling, as right? Enemies. Or united as brothers. But a storm is brewing, and soon you will discover. There he is. That even in this the fire new guy. era, one constant remains. And there's the other guy, Young Shang Tsung. Always something worth fighting. All right, uh, viewer discretion is advised. I hope I got that warning out in time. chosen to defy peace then you have chosen war with a god Sorry about your dinner there, not my sword. <laughs> it's in our blood, and it's coming out on September 19th. That's soon. So the folks over at NetherRealm have been hard at work. Oops. Uh, man, it's crazy. I, I am so excited to see this new trailer. Um, if So uh, there's been a lot of discussion, right? Like, we can't really get anything from the trailer because it's so different. However... The way everything looks makes me think that they finally took the leap to go from Unreal 3 to Unreal 5, right? The engine that they're using. And damn, it looks good. I really hope this isn't just a, a CG trailer because, like, there is some stuff that does look like it's going to be in gameplay. And I hope I'm right. But, man, it looks damn good. It's just so different, right? Like, uh, we went over this this morning where, like, the tone for all the other Mortal Kombat trailers 
is so different from this where like they're all like yeah we're gonna fight testosterone gore Brr. and this one's like big chillin big chillin it's 100 cg trailer i don't know man it looked like it was in unreal it looked like it was in unreal anywho yeah and then so the stuff that nrs was doing was with a modified unreal 3 right so they didn't even use unreal engine 4 which is wild the fact that they can get that good of a fidelity off of like a super duper old engine so that's why like if they're going with unreal 5 oh boy we are in for a treat we're gonna see some crazy shit right uh along with the trailer they also launched a new website right if you go to mortal kombat combat.com you can see new information about mortal kombat 1 including a frequently asked questions section which I took a couple of the most important questions and have them here. Question. Will there be opportunities to play Mortal Kombat 1 before release? Players who pre-order, pre-order the game on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S will receive access to Mortal Kombat 1 beta, which will be available in August of 2023. Sick. Big beta time. Question. Which characters will be available in Mortal Kombat 1? So they give us a lot of stuff here. Mortal Kombat 1 will feature reimagined fighters like they've, ne- like they've never been seen before, including Liu Kang, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Raiden, Kung Lao, Kitana, Melina, Shang Tsung, Johnny Cage, who was not in the trailer, and many others, right? So we're getting more stuff. Now, the big surprising thing is this final question here this is wild and i cannot wait to see how this works what are cameo fighters and how do they work in mortal kombat 1 cameo fighters are a unique roster of partner characters to assist during matches creating expanded gameplay possibilities for players these characters are chosen separately from the main roster of fighters this legit is uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 1. Like, th- I feel like this is Marvel vs. Capcom 1. And if it is Marvel vs. Capcom 1, I can't wait to see how this works in Mortal Kombat, right? I know we've seen a lot of assist stuff in Mortal Kombat when the towers, right? Where, like, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of, like, crazy things happening. And Mortal Kombat 9 had the tag mode, which was super dope. So, I can't wait to see how this works in Mortal Kombat. And obviously, we're forgetting one important thing here. And we, we talked a little bit about this earlier uh, during the morning stream. NRS was kind of like the start of this revolution, right? Like they were at the time the biggest company who implemented this magical thing into their game. Will Mortal Kombat 1 have rollback netcode? Yes, Mortal Kombat 1 will have rollback netcode to support online gameplay. Woo! We did it! Rollback, baby. Yeah. Um, with MKX, it feels like Mortal Kombat was like the first big AAA fighting game to implement GGPO. And that kind of set the tone. And I believe is what kind of like set in motion the big rollback revolution, if you will. And then on top of that, I saw this a little earlier today. We're going to join Tyler Lansdowne and Ed Boon tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, for a brief chat with the community 
about MK1. So are we going to get the combat cast back? I hope so. I enjoyed the combat cast. Especially because they explained all their decision making and like why they did certain things. I loved that stuff. So I really hope that's coming back. So big ups to uh, Tyler Lansdowne, the community manager over there at NRS. Big ups to Ed Boone, the big the head honcho. Uh, big ups to Paco Stevens. Paco Stevens used to hang out in here. I don't know if he's here still or if he's moved on to higher, uh, much better things. But damn, dude, it's it's crazy. And I'm sure those guys have been like grinding so hard to get their stuff done, right? And I, I there's I, I got this experience when we were doing the um, when I was working in the Arc World Tour final stuff, like the the feeling of like seeing everything come together and like putting it in front of people and people reacting positively to it. There's nothing like it, man. There's nothing like it. So big ups to all the crew over there at NRS, man. This looks amazing. I can't wait to see more. And I can't wait for September. It's coming right around the corner. Around the corner from this topic that we're covering. I think it's about time. It is 8.30. So I we have a very special guest here on the show. Uh, Maureen is here. We are going to talk to her about a lot of FGC things. We're going to talk to her about CPT stuff. And we're going to talk to her about whatever this is. You thought she's just a commentator? Never. Originally, she was... And never, never just oh, that. Yeah. Don't ever. Uh, oh, what is this? She's always throwing oh the Oh my God! What she's is that? See, this is easy. This is yes. Yeah, he, he, he already, oh. he already solved the Millennium Puzzle. That was oh, very easy. Man, I was done. Just put it together. Frame yeah. one. I was done. I but was you can't do that to old people though, because their joints kind of get like yeah, creaky. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Marine, thank you so much for joining me on the show. How are you doing? Oh, I think your mic may be muted. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I am doing so small. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I was not expecting that clip again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I was there at Combo Breaker and I saw that happen and oh. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, what's the deal with that? Is your elbow just like super bendy? I'm double jointed on uh, both elbows. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty freaky. Hey, but I know you're going to be at CV this year, so maybe you can see it up close okay. like, when I do it in person. We'll, we'll, we'll so it's not five. an illusion on stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. And honest, honestly, that's like the best like mental mind game tool before a match. So <laughs> kudos to you. Uh, so first of all, <laughs> Maureen, for those of you that have been living under a rock, she is a great commentator who commentated in the CPT finals of this year. She's an amazing player who's been, uh, who was sponsored by UIU at some point uh, and, you know, goes to tournaments and beats people up in the video games. And it's uh, amazing. She is an XO Academy alum. So for those mm -hmm. of you that remember, we had Persia on this show like years and years ago when XO Academy had just started. Uh, so it's great that we have an alum of, uh, of the program so we can talk about it. And, you know, all around amazing person. So I'm so happy you can be here on the show with us tonight. I, I, yeah, I thank wanna... you so much. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Nah, thank you. Hey. Uh, I want to start all the way from the beginning, right? Um, you started in the Minnesota scene. My first question is, how did you find out about locals and where to go? And, like, how did you find out about where to go to get, like, uh, the local experience? 
Huh, that's a really good question. I'm trying to like dig deep in my brain because it's like it's been so long, you know. Um, I guess like how I really started out, uh, I uh, met um, this one guy who was like, you know, into fighting games and all that stuff. And I guess like it really didn't uh, interest me as much. But uh, after we parted ways, I was like, hmm, I do kind of want to get into fighting games. That's really cool because, you know, obviously it's just something that like I really want to get into like besides a uh, like cosplay and um, other like art stuff. So um, that kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess like it would be kind of weird saying like, hey, thanks to my uh, ex-significant other for introducing me <laughs> to fighting games. Like it's weird, right? But um, all in all, like on the, another side of me is like, you know, I really love video games. Obviously, like we grew up playing video games and mm -hmm. it's kind of like, oh, I kind of like playing adventure RPGs or I like playing race uh, racing games and all that stuff. But fighting games has just been really intriguing because it's just so universal in ways where you can come up with different kinds of combos, different kinds of characters that fit your style. And you're like, yeah, this is me. I'm her or I'm him, you know, or it, it, it's always fun just thinking about that. But I think that's more of like my gateway is, you know, just being a video game fan and then having someone that had shown me uh, fighting games in the past. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And I asked that because like, that's, I think like the big unanswered question is like how do we tell people where like their local scene is right so it's super cool that like this is i think honestly like the big <laughs> the big answer i've gotten or most of the answer i gotten is they just googled it and found a facebook group so it's cool that like your story is a little bit different because it's word of mouth but when you first joined and when you first started going to locals uh i heard that there was a little bit of a pushback from the scene uh when you started going can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so um I, I feel like um, when you hear like pushback or just more of like an experience that I had um, being a minority in the FGC, because you know how the FGC is like very male dominant, um, I definitely had experience, you know, um, uh, misogyny, you know, just someone that's just being a straight up asshole, just because it's like, oh, you're a girl, you know, like, why are you in the scene? Are you here for attention? Are you here to like date someone, you know, and it's just really tiring because, um, you know, I was there because I really wanted to learn fighting games and I really wanted to see what kind of fighting game that I would get into. Um, yeah, it, it was just like kind of heartbroken because I never really dealt with that kind of um, negativity before. Because, um, you know, like uh, when I was cosplaying, like everyone is super nice, you know, like very sweet and they're very open, not, uh, not judgmental in any way. But again just retracting back to being a minority in the fgc it's just really like like difficult or just like wow like this person actually said that to me and not gonna lie like after that happened like i i actually did cry <laughs> so, oh man like why are people so mean to me you know i guess like um maybe they've never seen like a woman play um fighting games before like, mm -hmm. obviously like there's women uh playing video games and which is not like fighting games so um honestly after that whole um whole thing that went down i was like you know what i really want to get better just so i can show them off you know like, i really want them to shut up about oh women can't play things they're like why are you in the fgc you're here for attention and i was like dang i'm i'm kind of sad that you think that way because you know a lot of like really good video games including you know like men and you know like um anyone else in the scene like you can get really good at video games if you put your mind into it mm -hmm. 
uh, Die by Sword in our chat says that he hopes you sent them all to the losers bracket, which I can only assume is what happened. <laughs> uh, I think he just like like vanished from the scene, which is fine. Like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sounds like a good solution. Uh, this is a bit of a loaded question, and I don't mean it to be yeah. such, but I'm bad at wording. Uh, in your opinion, do you think that, like, that misogynistic side of the FGC has gotten any better over the years? Or is it still, like, at just as bad as when you were starting out? Hmm. You know, like, I don't want to say for um, everyone who has been harassed in the FGC, especially women who have dealt mm -hmm. with um, sexual harassment or, yeah, misogyny know for a fact that it's there and mm -hmm. i feel like it's always there because you know someone's just not going to like think in the same level as like other people like hey you should respect women you should respect your trans folks you should respect whoever that you meet um it's just um it's just always going to be there but like from what i've seen i think it's gotten a little bit better you know a lot of people have been really understanding and like just like i don't care if you're a girl or a boy or like whoever you would identify as like we're just friends that's all that, that i think about so and so much better but obviously there can be room of room of improvements yeah for sure uh this is a question just because i i'm you know uh, i the privilege uh Se uh, sex, I guess, or, like, identifier. Mm -hmm. uh, is there, like, what are some ways that, like, people like me who go to tournaments but, like, don't, like, don't have that experience? Like, is there anything that people like me can do to help, like, uh, either, like, root out some of this misogyny or harassment or anything like that? Hmm. I just feel like, oh, oh, man, you know, now that I think about it, like, obviously, um, in-person events, you'll never see that happen because yeah. I feel like they're too scared to even like say something so head-ass like that. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, like if it ever comes to that situation where it does happen, like you know, like protect your folks, you know, like just call them out on that and be like, hey, yo, like that's not even cool. Like you shouldn't say that. Because um, again, you know, like I said, there are a bunch of people who are really understanding and more accepting of um, everyone in the community. Um, I feel like it's hard to do it uh, online because it's just someone behind like, you know, the screen or like just yeah. saying something and then just turning off their phone afterwards. Um, it's really hard, but whenever it comes to something like that online, it's like, they'll never come to an offline event ever, you know, yeah. like they'll never see you. They'll never do anything. And I know like those words are super hurtful, but it's like, screw them, you know, mm -hmm. like you're doing you. And of course you're helping other people to be, to feel um, more comfortable in the scene. And that's what I have been seeing so far um, as of like, I guess like pre-COVID, um, it was kind of um, problematic. I know that um, I would be lying if I said it isn't problem problematic anymore mm -hmm. now, but obviously like it's still there, but it's definitely get gotten a lot better. Okay, that's good. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I, I wish there was like a button we could just turn that shit off. Um, right. Let's get into, let's get into like more ha like happier topics. Uh, your first fighting game was Injustice, and I heard that you're a big Nightwing main. <laughs> what drew you to Injustice specifically to start playing fighting games? Um, oh man, like, I would probably say, like, yeah, Injustice definitely holds a place in my heart because, um, I played that game when I was, um, really at my lowest, and, um, it recently came out, I think it came out in the, uh, I can't remember. It was like 
the was it on the Wii U? Like it was like like way back when when like you know I didn't even know like what would be the optimal console to like run Injustice or any other fighting games, mm-hmm. but um, I think yeah that's what kind of like uh, opened my interest into fighting games is where uh, I want to play Injustice. I really like Nightwing, and you know it was a game that I played with a friend who really did kind of like sit down and like lab stuff with me and like you know train together. So yeah. Uh, very first fighting game and definitely a game that will forever be in my heart. Hell yeah. And is are there things that you still apply as a player that you learn in Injustice in games today? Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything. I just mash buttons and I just like only <laughs> know one B and B and be like, man, I'm pretty nice, you know. <laughs> I think I think like the gist is like you gotta be confident. You gotta like um like I always like say to myself like you know I'm really thankful to be here to play fighting games and um you know share knowledge or just show like how cool my nightwing is or like mm-hmm. you can literally beat my ass with whatever character you're so coming um, in with the is that I'm happy to be playing video games, especially fighting games with you all. Hell yeah. Now I wanna get into Exo Academy. Yes. So I I know EXO Academy exists. I know EXO Academy is an uh, academy, for lack of a better term, where uh, you get a lot of support from uh, coaching to like learning how to market yourself to like learning commentary. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what the process is going in and out of the EXO Academy? Like, what's what's all that like? Oh, let's see. Um, obviously, like it's a very awesome program that Bridget had uh, built together a bunch of talent in the scene um you know like comment like commentators that they w- want to help you on commentating or like uh pro players or even crafting like i know they had um or i got coached by a uh, bambi bit me on like you know cosplay help and stuff because like at the time you know i was doing cosplay and then also doing um fighting games at the same time um but seriously it's an awesome program because persia was able to kind of like sculpt your um like okay you're gonna talk to this person this week and then next week you're gonna talk to this person next week you gotta talk to this person and it's really nice that like they kind of um like space it out where like you could be practicing um like literally after your session with like your pro like pro teacher or like your uh, cosplay teacher etc and then uh you can apply it to like you know, future events or like future projects that you want to work on for cosplay. And it's been super fun. It kind of makes me feel, um, you know, like uh, stronger of like, uh, oh man, like I should really start working on this and doing that. And, like just having a schedule really, it's really, really nice. And I am super thankful to be on Excel Academy. And I hope that they like, how should I, more events are coming back, you know? Mm-hmm. So I hope um, we do see some more Excel Academy coming through for, um, especially, you know, all fighting games that we just watch. Mortal Kombat, yeah. Guilty Gear, with like new characters, and then Street Fighter VI in the horizon. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be super fun to see some awesome uh, talent on XL Academy again. For sure. And we're going to talk about Street Fighter VI a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I love asking this question because I like, I, I'm like, usually people don't have an answer, but the people that do, it's like the most amazing answer ever. Like, what do you think in the FGC was, like, the pivotal moment where you went from, like, just being another player to, like, a tournament player? Like, where you go to tournaments and, like, you know you're going to at least get this far or you're going to be able to beat, like, this type of player. You know, like, um, obviously, when I started out, I kept doing 
my local and um i was way too shy to eat her um like uh what was it like combo breaker 2015 um it was when like four was still um still there i played four um before i played street fighter five i was too scared to enter four but a lot of my friends in the scene were like oh my god you should have entered like your jury's really good i was like uh, I'm too. I'm like too anxious. I'm too shy, and it's like I'm really. Um, oh, I don't know. Like I, I know that this is like uh, ignorant, but I assume that there are like some people that I would run into, experience back then of that one guy that made me cry about like being a FGC mm-hmm. for attention. So obviously, I was really hesitant to join. Um, but just going to tournaments uh, beforehand when like I didn't really enter or like you know just attending locals and whatnot i just felt that like a fire lit inside of me where like man i really want to like get good like mm-hmm. i really want to keep playing um and then eventually like, i kept playing and playing and something just clicked inside of my brain it's like i had my brain turned off the whole time but it's like wow i found the switch just switch that on <laughs> yeah. and then you're like oh man i think i'm going going on or going on the streak here so um just thinking about coming as like a local player to a tournament player where like uh I know that I've beaten like, you know, Japanese players, like I've beaten Eita, I've beaten Dogura, I've beaten some um other uh players from I forgot his name. Uh, oh no, uh Dennis says he he's one of my good friends. He's a really good M Bison from um uh I think uh in Hong Kong. I yeah, I think he's from Hong Kong. Um and you know, from there I was able to kind of like apply what I know and like what I've built up from the ground ground up. So it's 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 a whole lot. I don't know how to put it. It's just like something clicked in me and I was like, okay, I'm instantly a tournament player now. <laughs> yeah. And uh I I think in all my research preparing for this, I think I missed the, the point where or the part where you were a cross co- cosplayer. Um how much mm-hmm. cosplaying ha- did you do before you started getting into the FGC? Oh, I did so much because it was just more of an escape way for myself when, you know, like I was on my lowest and like I um, couldn't find anything fun in life. But I had friends who did cosplay and I did cosplay with them and it was just super fun to bring your favorite character to life. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I've done um, I, I've done some Street Fighter cosplays. I uh, actually did Jury from Street Fighter 4. It was like a long time ago. I can't can't remember what year it was. And then I also did uh, Laura Matsuda. Um, I think it was probably like the second year when Street Fighter Five came out. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, just a bunch of cosplays that really um, tested my limits and just seeing like, oh, what if I can do this or do that? You know, just kind of like smart thinking, but being creative in the same time. So cosplaying, it's super fun. I love it. I just love fighting games more, and I wanted to keep playing that. (laughs) For sure. Although we're seeing a lot of cosplaying happen at fighting game tournaments now, right? Yeah. At Combo Breaker, where we're going in a a week. Uh, Jeez, I got to start thinking about that. Uh, Like, they have... uh, Rick always puts on a cosplay contest, right? And, like, that's always super neat to see. Like, especially, like, for me, because, like, I don't know the first thing about cosplaying. But, like, every time I see, like, people who are super into it, it's like, yeah. Like, it, like you know, like, it's the it's the thing where, like, when you see somebody who's really passionate about it, like, it's a little bit infectious, right? Where you're like, oh, shit, this is cool. Uh, and I specifically remember at DreamHack, uh, I was doing commentary for Tekken in, like, 2018. And, like, while we were doing commentary, like, the cosplay contest was happening. So, like, all the cosplayers just, like, walked by us. And, like, 
those were like I think like some of them were like professionals because like they had like the giant oh, like PVC yeah. armor and yeah, I feel like at DreamHack, like, you know, it's like a semi. Um, not, I would be lying if I said semi. Uh, actually, like it's a pretty big event, so mm-hmm. I feel like DreamHack or like PAX, they have a bunch of really really awesome cosplayers. Awesome. We're gonna talk more about cosplaying offline because I have a couple of questions about that. As far as FGC stuff. You've been you you've already like made a huge splash in the community, but now like you're you've been making like even bigger splashes because you've started commentating, right? Uh, so uh, I want you to t- like tell me like what is like the what is it like to like have like the mentality of a player and switching like what's different about the mentality of a commentator as like compared to the mentality of a tournament player? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. So coming yeah coming from uh playing and then into a commentary i feel like it helped me a lot especially like just years of playing against like so many different people and like different characters um it kind of lit up um you know some sort of uh knowledge for me to kind of understand like oh yeah uh laura's blah 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 is like plus two if you do this or that um i feel like just coming from pro play to commentary has been like really really awesome and that you get to like know a bunch of stuff like even from like a spectator point you know you're just watching and you're like holy crap, that guy uh, did, like, let's say, like, EXDP on Wake Up. Like, wow, that's, like, really smart. He is not respecting him, you know? <laughs> um, it's It's been super fun. And obviously, like, uh, since Street Fighter Six is coming into the horizon, I obviously want to, like, you know, play more before I kind of do, like, more commentary work because I want to understand the game inside and out. Um, and, you know, just trying to apply my knowledge as, like, a pro player from a standpoint. Because I know that uh, when people watch... You know, they've seen, like, Ultra David and James Chen, you know, legacy commentary, and they've been there for a very long time. Obviously, I know that uh, Ultra David plays a lot, um, and then James Chen, he does play here and there. But it's really nice to see someone that is uh, more of, like, in tournament play, I guess, like, mm-hmm. from the ground up. Like, I was a, a player to start out with, and then going into commentary, it's definitely been a challenge, too. But, you know, you learn as you go, really. And, you know, all, all of your work doing commentary culminated this year. You got to commentate Capcom Cup. Like, what was that like? Because that's, like, you know, the, the big thing, especially being, like, the last Street Fighter V Capcom Cup. Like, what was, what was it like being in the room and, like, getting to commentate some of those crazy matches and seeing, like, Zen win the last chance qualifier and all that stuff? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's – oh, my gosh. I, I can't even, like – like, obviously, I want to talk about it, but it's, like, I can't even talk about it because it's just, like, so hype, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, like, holy crap, like, there's only silence in the room because you're just in awe of what's happening. Um, but, yeah, like, seeing Jen win the LCQ, literally his first offline international tournament, he just showed up. Like, he literally just got off school and then just <laughs> took the plane over to Burbank, California, played an LCQ. He's, like, oh, I made it. I was, like... <laughs> dude you should be happy what are you talking about (laughs) it was so funny talking to him like he's he's super sweet though he's like a really like like how should put it like remember in like high school there's always that like quiet kid Mm -hmm. and if you talk to him you talk to him yeah he's like he's like that (laughs) um but uh yeah you know like just being at capcom club in general like it's been super fun and like i really enjoyed it a lot um i know that there are there were a couple of times where like I was like really nervous, you know, like um, mm-hmm. I know when I uh, commentated one of the uh, segments, I was definitely super nervous because like I didn't have time to prepare 
for like what matches were to come and just more of like explaining the lore between X player and like how they got here, et cetera, et cetera. But overall, I feel like um, just because I had um, like, you know, nervousness or feeling very anxious, um, I still had a great time though, you know, because you're interacting with a bunch of people in the crowd and you know, you're making connections and you're also doing like analysis. Like I know I did analysis with uh, Rob TV on multiple occasions. That was super fun super energetic dude i love that dude um but overall just being at capcom cup it's super super fun even like uh it was throughout like the week you know on the weekday it was actually really nice to kind of like unwind Mm -hmm. after work because when uh when i was there uh i was working um in the hotel room just like you know working on half days and all that stuff because like my commentary block or like just being there in person was probably i think like around like 2 p.m pacific time so it was really nice to kind of like yeah unwind after work and just like hang out with everyone watch fighting games and literally seeing like all the players that you don't really see every day like international players like for example um what was his name i think it was uh kamal or he was literally playing on the keyboard Mm -hmm. just straight up (laughs) keyboard like it was not even like a like a lever list or anything i was like dang He's getting ready to type his uh, college thesis or something. Nice. Like he's going ham on that. <laughs> it was pretty cool. But yeah, I know for a fact that um, next year at Capcom Cup, I'm pretty sure they'll do something bigger and better than ever. Because I feel like if they were able to um, um, have uh, Street Fighter Five as their like you know last uh, CPT, um, you know how should I put it like a blowout or whatever, and be like yes, you know we're like sending off Street Fighter Five. I feel like they're gonna do the big for the start of Street Fighter Six. I just know for a fact, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, there's $2 million on the line. Yeah, there's so much money! <laughs> um, I do I do want to talk about the CPT stuff, especially since, like, there's a lot of topical stuff uh, yes. to talk to, or to talk about uh, as far as the CPT. But I, I really wanted to ask, because, like, what is the difference between commentating at something like Capcom Cup or commentating at, uh, like, a, a big major or, like, a local? Is there, like, any, like, commentary difference? Like, matches aside, of course, but, like, is there any big difference with, like, how commentary works in something like that, like a Capcom final? You know, all the, uh, to start out with, yeah, all the times that I've done uh, CPT online, uh, it would actually be, like, in person, like, at the studio, mm. and I feel like um, the pressure was on because, uh, you know, like more than like 5,000, 10,000 people are watching. And um, the thing is, I'm not nervous because of like, let's say like the Twitch chat or YouTube comments that are making about me or like my co-commentator and whatnot. Like, I really don't care about that. It's just more of like, I want to be able to address like what we're seeing to people who've never seen Street Fighter before. They're like, oh, what is that like energy ball thing? You know, like I obviously would like talk about like, oh, like this person or like, let's say Tokido, like he's just throwing out fireballs just to keep his distance and building meter, blah, blah, blah. Um, It's just, that's the only thing I'm worried about most of the time where like I am commentating those kind of things is to, um, uh, you know, like kind of bring out my thoughts without kind of like, like um, how should I put it? Like, word vomiting or mm-hmm. like vomiting my thoughts and stuff or like i have to pick up the pieces and like put it together so um that's one of the things that makes me really nervous about uh doing cpts but you know it's gotten better i've gotten used to it but i would be lying if i'm still if i'm not nervous doing those um but compared to locals like you know i've commentated uh bruce lee one of ogion's uh tournaments i've cost uh i commentated what was it close to distance and you know some other tournaments as well um 
those are really fun, you know, just really chill, like hanging out with uh, one of my best buds and just mm-hmm. shooting the shit, really. Like, it's just super fun. And like, it feels more relaxed, maybe mm-hmm. because I'm like, I'm really familiar with the people that I'm commenting with. Uh, well, obviously, like on uh, uh, online CPTs, like, uh, like, I know, like the co commentators and like, you know, we're cool and all that stuff. We talk. Um, but for local ones, it's just, I don't know, it's just like really chill. Mm-hmm. Maybe because like um for like uh for the CPTs, you know, they have people talking in the headsets, like, mm-hmm. hey, we're gonna go into ad break or like hey, we're gonna do this or that or um it, it's just how she put it. It's like I'm listening to another voice but also trying to like talk to mm-hmm. the audience that are watching the CPTs. So um locals, pretty chill, pretty fun, but for CPTs, also really fun but nerve wracking for me in a way. <laughs> It's like a different type of fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so speaking of CPT, let's get into it, shall we? Because yeah. they revealed uh, the format of the CPT along with a couple of details, and we have a graphic right here. Uh, so this year, 48 players are going to make it all the way to Capcom Cup. Some from an online premiere, an offline premiere, uh, the World Warriors stuff is coming back, and the Last Chance Qualifier is coming back, of course. Thank goodness, because without our Last Chance Qualifier... Like how how the how do tournaments even work without a last chance qualifier, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Are you actually let Let's go into the yeah. stuff that's causing a tizzy uh, out there in the FGC world. So here are the details for the uh, CPT final or the CPT and how everything is going to work. Let's zoom in. So online premieres, online one v one tournaments held in 18 regions worldwide. The winners of these regional tournaments will all earn a spot at Capcom Cup X. We'll come back and talk about that. Let me get through the rest. Offline premieres, three offline 1v1 tournaments, including the Evo Championship Series. The winner of these tournaments will all earn a spot at Capcom Cup X. The World Warrior uh, Series, uh, five open tournaments will be held in each region where players can earn points for participating. The five regional events will culminate at a regional final featuring the top eight players from the local leaderboard. The winners of these regional finals will all earn a spot at the Capcom Cup 10. And, of course, the last chance qualifier offline 1v1 tournament held just before Capcom Cup 10. The winner of the tournament will earn the last spot at Capcom Cup 10. So, obviously, I think the big thing is 18 online premieres, only three offline premieres. That kind of seems like it's a very bizarre step uh, going into something like Street Fighter Six. What do you think? Hmm. You know, uh, when you think about it, like, Street Fighter Six is coming out on June 2nd, Um and you know coming through midway of the year i feel like it makes sense like obviously i love seeing people super passionate about wanting more offline events and you know they're kind of like hounding at cat i'm like whoa why why do we have three offline events i mean like that's great i'm really glad to see you're passionate about it but at the same time when you when you think about it they probably like check the schedule multiple times like Mm -hmm. hey i know we're releasing this game uh midway of the year i think we can only do three events but they're also making it up to have um online cbts and world warriors and having the lcq to make up for those three offline events that we have for this year um now if we uh how should we put it if they had released street fighter 6 literally after capcom cup 
I know for a fact that it wouldn't be three events. It would be mm-hmm. more than three events. Um, so it's definitely understandable. I know it's I know it's pretty um I'm pretty bummed out about it too, but now that I think about it, like just seeing the CPT really lights light, like lights a fire in me, lights a fire in everyone else, mm-hmm. and you know, they really want to compete and see what they can do in a brand new fighting game. Um, so again, I feel like how should I put it? Like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like um, people are just kind of um, overthinking it in a way. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, I'm going to try to enter. Maybe I'll win two, $2 million. I don't know. Like, <laughs> let, let, let's, let's uh, mess around and find out. You know what I mean? Like, um, so yeah, again, like, it's really nice to see that Capcom is um, holding up to the World Warrior and online CPTs because there are regions out there that don't even come to offline tournaments here in the States. Mm-hmm. And they're killers. Like yeah. Jen, like he literally came from China all the way to Burbank, California, just to win the LCQ. Mm-hmm. So good, seriously. So it's really exciting to see that they are still holding up to those online tournaments. Yeah. Another big topic of discussion is since the online, uh, here, I'm going to pull it up just in case. Yeah. Uh, since the online premieres, uh, the 1v1, although it's weird that they clarified, that they specified that it was 1v1, it makes me think there's team tournaments coming back. Ooh. Oh, uh, yeah. But online 1v1 tournaments held in 18 regions worldwide. There's been a lot of talk, especially from uh, a lot of pro players who have the means to do this, uh, about traveling to specific regions to compete in those online premieres. Do you have any thoughts about something like that? Man, I feel like... I don't want to say that it's scummy, which like it kind of is because it's like you're not from that region. But I feel like um, Capcom would make sure that like you're registered as like a U.S. resident or something like that. Or you live in um, Japan, you live in Brazil or whatever. Um, I mean, like if they're able to find like some sort of loophole where they're able to join those online CPTs if they were to fly into the States. I mean, like I'm... I'm just casually watching you. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> like, like, if you're doing it, my mouth is zipped up. I'm going to say anything. <laughs> um, but, hey, you know, people do want to, like, really compete. And, like, they literally seen the pot. Like, $2 million. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a whole lot of money. Um, so, I mean, if you're able to find something, like, more power to you. I'm just going to, like, chill. Yeah, because, like, I, I, I think I see it from both sides because, like, I – totally get like uh having the regional thing right because they want like uh, a breadth of people from all around the world but also like if you're somebody who lives in a region like japan <laughs> and have to do like japanese online premieres like why not just travel to somewhere else where there's not as many sure. killers right um and especially with something as big as like a million dollars on the line right that's a lot of zeros and life-changing amount of money um i feel like people are just gonna try to do as much as they can to try to at least get to the finals right it's it, it's weird and it's interesting and since this is the first iteration, I'm curious to see if Capcom's going to do anything maybe next year about or even this year about like preventing people from doing something like that. Hmm. No, yeah, like now that you pointed out for sure because um, like I said before, if you're um, registered as you know, yeah like a U.S. resident mm-hmm. or you mm-hmm. know living in UAE or in Japan, yeah, then they would definitely check to see that if you really do live there, then they would let you compete in that region. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, for now, like Capcom is just kind of releasing the schedule because that's what a lot of competitive players want to see because they want to plan their trips accordingly. Um, also, uh, EVO being a given that it is going to be part of the offline CPT because yeah. they already did their reveal and all that stuff. Um People are definitely going to plan on coming to Evo, and it's going to be huge. Because, like, remember uh, when Street Fighter Five came out? There was more than five thousand attendees just to play Street Fighter Five. Yeah. 
So I wonder if we're going to get that much uh, people playing Street Fighter VI or just still like a bunch of people are still going to come through and play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm also thinking about the other two offline events that are going to be in the list. So, you know, it's for Evo. I thought it was like part of uh, LCQ, but LCQ is its, its uh, own thing. Yeah. So I don't know if it might be like CEO in the list because I feel like CEO is like a little bit too soon. Yeah. to kind of like negotiate things but i could be wrong if it's at ceo cool but oh man i i don't know just like thinking about it gets me so hyped though because i'm really excited to compete <laughs> yeah i can't think of like what it would like where they would be right like i'm i'm assuming there is it's probably going to be mm-hmm. like one in the u.s one in europe and one in asia somewhere, oh right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm super curious to see how that all shakes out. But another big topic of conversation, we've been talking about, you know, the pot, life-changing amount of money. They finally released how the pot is going to be divvied up. And a lot of people have a lot of things to say. Here's here's what it looks like. First place, taking the seven figures, one milli. Second place, taking 300,000 smackaroos. Third place, taking 200,000 smackaroos. Fourth place, taking 100,000. And then the big, <laughs> the very big <laughs> gap of one entire digit of between the fourth place, 100,000, and the fifth place, $10,000. Uh, seventh place, $7,000. Ninth place, $5,000. Uh, 13th, $4,000. And competing in Capcom Cup 10, you get 2,000 smackaroos. Now, Man. that is a huge leap. But at the same time, it's like, you know the the one million dollars has to come from somewhere, right? Uh, and still, uh, I think the fact that it's one entire digit, I think, is very like eye opening. However, like ten thousand dollars is still a shit ton of money. It really is a lot of money. Yeah, and like also being qualified for Capcom Cup, like here's your free two thousand dollars. And like, um, I know for a fact that like if you're going to Capcom Cup, uh, you do get um, flown in. Oh, cool. uh, from Capcom, so yeah, so you're literally literally getting a free trip to wherever Capcom Cup's gonna be at, and then you just get two thousand dollars just to spend money or just use it, whatever. So it's it's nice, but seeing that like fourth place to fifth place jump, I'm just like, wow, that must suck. Especially like when you're really close to getting fourth place and you just get ten thousand dollars. I mean, like again, like it's better than nothing. You know, you're right. still getting money, you're still getting place, and you're literally like the best fifth um player in the world you know or like Mm -hmm. one of the best players so i think it's something to like not beat yourself up on like you're getting money you're showing that people uh, showing people that you're a really strong player and that obviously you're going to compete to do better so Mm -hmm. that's all i can say (laughs) yeah no and uh beautiful eric in the chat points it out too it's like uh, all of the places below fourth are tied right so there's two people earning ten thousand two people earning 7,000 and so on and so forth. Um, so that makes a lot of sense to me, uh, thinking of it that way. But yeah, like, oh man, the difference between $100,000 and $10,000, whatever match that is, I'm sure like there's gonna be extra pressure on those people, whoever they oh, are. Oh, for sure, yeah. And like a lot of people were making jokes about, oh man, you did that EXTP, but they read you like a book. <laughs> You're gonna throw that, uh, throw like the $100,000 away like that? Oh, Damn. Man. But no, that stuff is just so hilarious to me because, um, again, you know, like you're still getting money, but at the same time, it's like that jump and then you just don't get fourth place. It's totally understandable that you'll be salty because mm-hmm. if I were in your, if I was in that position, yeah, I'd be super salty too. 
just like spending like what like a five hundred dollar tomahawk steak and just crying. <laughs> like, I mean, it could have been my hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I only get ten more of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So CPTs right around the corner. Super excited. What else is right around the corner is Street Fighter Six, of course, and Big Beta Weekend happening starting tonight or tomorrow, depending where you live. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be playing the open beta this weekend? Hmm. You know, I genuinely don't want to play in the beta because I'm waiting for my girl, Manon. Mm. <laughs> Grapplers all together. So, uh, yeah, we're waiting for Manon. But um, just watching, uh, you know, like previous uh, beta videos when it was in closed beta, um, I am thinking about trying Jury this time. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like I played Jury in four, I really wish I played her in five, but I just did not like her. Um, but in six, she looks super sick, so I'm definitely gonna try her out. You know, just like do some training, BMBs, drills, and all that stuff. Um, play with a couple friends, but I'm not gonna play like too heavily into mm-hmm. it because I don't want to like overcommit on the character that like I don't want to play. Like if I uh, if I love Jury and I play her a lot, I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. But I really want to save my um, my like skills or just kind mm. of like a spot in my brain from a <laughs> So just chilling. Yeah, no, I I was definitely gonna ask about Jury because uh, yeah, like I haven't I haven't touched Jury much, but I fought against her a lot when the betas were out. And man, she is like completely different from Street Fighter Five. Like she she mm-hmm. she seems closer to her Street Fighter Four because she has uh like the multiple Fujinhas and she has her dive kickback. It's like ah, uh, so. Let's move into Street Fighter Six. Obviously, like a huge difference from Street Fighter Five. Uh, and like, when did you start playing in Street Fighter Four? Was it Ultra, or were you playing like Arcade Edition? Um, I I believe it was. Um, I started picking up Street Fighter Four when it was about to close up shop. Um, okay. I think so. Um, like Ultra, and then they mm-hmm. released like the Omega version afterwards, mm-hmm. and then that's where like yeah, that kind of started playing a little bit. Um, but man, Street Fighter Four is such a good game. I really love Street Fighter Four. Like I wish they had um, or um, how should I put it? More of like I can't wait to like just watch some Street Fighter Four combo breaker. I know it's like a side tournament, but it's it's always fun to watch because I feel like Street Fighter Four is is like really hard compared to Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and there's been, like, a little bit of a Street Fighter 4 resurgence, right? Since yeah. Street Fighter 5 is at the end of its life, like, a lot of people, like, have went back to Street Fighter 4 waiting for Street Fighter you know 6. Why? Yeah, for Street Fighter 6, because, like, there are some mechanics uh, in 6 that are very similar to 4. So I wonder if they're kind of going back to 4 to see, like, let's say um, for uh, Focus Attack. Mm-hmm. I know that they have, like, someone like a Focus Attack in 6, which is the, the drive impact. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if people are just kind of, like, going back to 4 uh, playing the mechanics and kind of getting familiar with it before they go into six. But hey, four is a really good game. I love seeing people play four. Keep playing it. I love it. Uh, so let's get into Street Fighter Six. Like, do you yeah. have any thoughts about Street Fighter Six? Like, what is like your gut reaction to Street Fighter Six? Especially seeing like how different it is, right, with the drive meter and the, all the crazy drive mechanics. Like, what's your what's your gut instinct telling you about Street Fighter Six? Well, obviously, it's a very beautiful game. Mm-hmm. I am so, so happy that uh, Street Fighter Six is looking pretty snazzy. Um, 
I say that because uh, I know that they have the classic and modern controls. Mm. I think this game is going to be really good for uh, beginner uh, players or just people that are just wanting to, you know, mash buttons. But hey, I did hear that like um, you won't be able to mash your inputs anymore. Like you actually like have to like do the thing. Really? Um, correct me if I'm wrong because like that's that's what I've uh, read on Twitter. Have to find a tweet again, but yeah, like you can't mash anything anymore, so you actually have to like do the inputs and whatnot. But I could be wrong, you know. Like they're doing an open beta test, and they're going to use that just to see like what they can, you know, update, what they can revise on before they release the full game. Mm. Um, but other than that, you no, know, like Street Fighter Six is, oh, man, like I'm I'm so excited to get my hands on it because I know that a lot of people are saying that it has a mix of you know like Third Strike. Uh, Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5, um, maybe like a little bit of Street Fighter 5, but maybe like mostly Third Strike and Street Fighter 4 together. Mm. But um, it's looking um, pretty beginner friendly in a way. Yeah, like having modern controls and all the characters that you can, you know, mix up with. That's why like I really want to play, um, let's say like Manon, just trying to see if I can come up with like footsies or uh, like foot uh, mix up footsies, doing like, you know, drive impact or like drive uh, drive cancel and whatnot. Mm. But um I don't know how to put it. It's it's looking really, really good. And I'm really excited to play it with like everyone else. For sure. And I wanted to ask about the Manon pick. Was it is the Manon pick related to I think you played a lot of Laura in Street Fighter Five, right? Yes. So is is that why like you you heard like uh uh like hit grabs or uh grappler with high mobility? Is that why you're leaning towards Manon? Um, well like she's a grappler and I feel like I've turned into um know a degen uh grappler because you know a lot of people always see grapplers as like really stinky players and i'm like well you're not wrong like they are kind of stinky but uh for manon no like i i think she looks really cool obviously i'm a little sad that she doesn't have like a fireball because mm-hmm. in Alora she has a fireball where um let's say for example like you know her, your opponent is just kind of like spaced out and like can't move because like the fireball is literally in your face which is like proxy blocking Manon doesn't have that, but her footsies look pretty good. I know that some of her target combos are really easy to react to, to like press another button again. So you have a lot of time to kind of do your thing. But also like Manon has like those metal systems too. Mm -hmm. Like once she's reached her max metal system, like she does a crap ton of damage. And I'm just like, hey, that's really nice. (laughs) Um, But, you know, when I think about it, like another discourse that I also wanted to kind of like slowly bring up is uh, a lot of people were saying that they wanted to do um, a best of three out of five Mm. for that that type of thing. But it's like, do you guys forget that Manon exists? Once she (laughs) hits five, like you're kind of like screwed. (laughs) Yeah. And like her medals don't go away between rounds. It's so crazy. Uh, they don't, yeah. That's why I was like, why do you want best of three out of five? <laughs> well, and that's the, that's a. Uh, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that was a point of discussion that we had yeah. a couple days ago. Uh, I I think it feels so bizarre that people are already like trying to claim best three out of five, best two out of three, whatever. When the game hasn't come out, right? Like, and we don't know how it's going to yeah, play in a right. tournament setting. Um, like I I feel like we've seen like how it can go on a bit of a negative with Guilty Gear Strive, right? Because right out of the gate, that game is best three out of five. And it seems like even in pools, like pools take forever. And it's like, it just feels like it drags on a little bit too long. Um, Do you have, do you have a preference between like two out of three or three out of five? Two out of three. 
because um yeah like i i agree because like it would take too long to get through pools because you're just like there to play and then like be on your way um or like if you're gonna um keep winning and winning and see how far you go like that's really awesome it's just um i know from like a previous tour tournament when they did three out of five they weren't done until like four to five hours later or like even more than that and i'm just like that's so tiring and like i kind of feel bad for the tos too that have to kind of like babysit the players mm -hmm. or like you know the stream organizers technical people and whatnot like i think uh two out of three is really good i just feel like when you want like three out of five it shouldn't take you that long to adapt you know what mm -hmm. i mean like you should really just focus on um playing uh two out of three and like just really learning like the mental challenge that you have to go through to kind of um beat your opponent and see what they're doing because I, I think that's like really really fun because you really got to think uh, from the get-go, like, oh, man, this guy is, like, being really defensive. You know, I should do this or that. Like, again, like, I do – I also do, like, three out of five, but I just feel like it's not logical in a tournament standpoint. Mm -hmm. no, well, like, I, obviously, you know, like, um, like, winner's finals, loser's finals, yeah, it's totally fine. But, like, mm -hmm. just through and through, mm -mm, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with the, the finals. Yeah, keep it three out of five. Uh, but I think even from a spectator perspective like seeing stuff being two out of three makes things feel like they're moving along a lot faster and it keeps things exactly, interesting right yeah. um and I, I feel like i don't know there's a maybe maybe i'm like being a little too harsh when i say this but it feels like the discussion about having it being three out of five is just a little bit of like a player circle jerk right because it's just like oh, oh we're gonna yeah. play more mm -hmm. so that that's my take. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, like, I I kind of agree because yeah, it's like a like a player circle jerk, and they want to like play more just to see like what they can like uh, bring out of their encyclopedia. You know, it's like oh, mm -hmm. I didn't show this guy like this mix up that I did like two days ago. I was researching and labbing all that stuff, but I'm just sitting here like, you know, like there's people that are here to play and they want to like get through their pools and you know go do other stuff. So um, like three out of five pretty cool for winners finals uh grand finals loser finals but just through and through i yeah. I, I, I don't know like i would probably age throughout the whole tournament and just be <laughs> like 20 years older or something yeah i'm ha i'm super happy we agree hooray uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so we are we are a little bit over i'm so sorry for going a little bit over oh no I you're have, good you're good i have one question from the chat from yes. uh the patron saint of best of five die by sword uh Die by Sword wants to know, what do you think about the Mortal Kombat 1 announcement that happened this morning? Do you have any thoughts? Oh, man. It looks so cool. Like, I'm so hyped for Mortal Kombat fans. Like, you guys are Ian, or, like, you know, just fighting game fans. Like, we're literally Ian. But, mm -hmm. but uh, when I was... <laughs> uh, I usually wake up around, like, 6 a.m. or something. And I'm, oh, yeah, there's a Mortal Kombat trailer coming out. And I was watching it from my bed. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I was so waiting. But like as I rewatch it again, like dude, that game looks freaking amazing. Like I'm so excited for you guys to play it. Like obviously, like gory and all stuff. I squeamish whenever I see that, but that's like literally um, what more people about. Like that's their staple. So man, it just looks so good. Like I'm really excited for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you started with an NRS game, right? So uh, are you gonna try out Mortal Kombat One at all? Hmm, I kind of do because um it uh they were explaining how they have like cameo characters mm -hmm. characters and i'm like oh 
that's actually really interesting because like i don't think any like mortal kombat games did that ever right like this is the first time yeah i think they had like supplemental stuff like in towers and stuff but never like the core oh. game mm. yeah so i don't that's know so I, cool. I, i'm excited too uh it's, like we uh, we watched it this morning on stream and like I had to watch it like four times to like digest like how different and how crazy everything looks. Yeah, like it looks very um well like realistic. Obviously, you know, like just having like all the characters that don't look like you know comicy or like mm -hmm. anime and all that stuff. But you know, it's a great time to be alive because you know consoles, you know computers and all that stuff are. You've seen like Unreal Engine um or like Unreal it looks so real. So just seeing like World Combat, we're like, oh man, everything looks really, really good. <sighs> I get worried because I'm exhausted by how like excited I am. <laughs> so again, like it looks amazing. I can't wait to you know, yeah, like even try out like the um, the beta or like if there's a demo that's coming out, definitely want to try it. So yeah, seriously, like fighting game fans, like we are literally eating. For sure. No, I I love the memes of like the the guy at the barbecue with like three plates. Oh, he's like like full of <laughs> I love that picture. I was like, man, I want to manifest that energy. Eat all that food. A hundred percent. Marine, I'm so happy you we got you on the show. This was super duper fun. Before you split, um, what's next? Like, what what do you what are you working on that you can talk about? Um. Let's see. I don't think I'm working on anything at the moment. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm just vibing. Like, I know that I'm really quiet on social media, but mm -hmm. I lurk a lot. Or, like, I, I, I just like seeing artwork on Twitter, and I just do that. Um, but also, you know, I am going to Combo Breaker. I will be there next weekend. So if you guys are there, um, don't hesitate to say hi, because I would love to meet all of you guys. You guys seem really awesome. Um, and then you also see me at Evo, so nothing much so far besides kind of um, shutting everything off just to play Street Fighter Six. So I might be too quiet because of that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for the people in that don't know, what's the best way for them to see what you're up to? Is it Twitter? Or like, what are what are your socials to send? To the um, I would probably say mostly Twitter. I'm mostly active on Twitter. Uh, my handle by telephone, it's the same as everything on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, but yeah, just check me out uh, on Twitter. Mostly there. So, yeah. Awesome. Maureen, again, I'm so happy you were able to hop on. This was super duper fun. <laughs> I can't wait for us to have like the, the backwards high five at Evo. Or not at Evo. At oh, Break, I sorry. got you. I are, are you trying to see right now? I can show you right now. Wait, so what do you do? Like you twist your... Here. Like my, my arm doesn't go past this, so I got All right, there. I'll show you right now. Okay, uh, I'm going to get in the camera. So here, I wonder if I could just pull down my camera down a little bit. A little bit? Okay, so you just twist it like this. And then it's like this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Does that like, does like, do you feel any cracks or anything like that, or does it just go that far? It just goes that far. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm excited for that high five when we meet in person. <laughs> I got you. I got you, dude. It's gonna be so weird. People are gonna look at us like I'm at an FGC event. It doesn't matter. Yeah, everybody <laughs> there 
is a nerd anyway. So yeah, right. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Maureen, I'm going to let you go. Thank you again so much for stopping by. Uh, I love to have you again on the show in the near future if you're up for it. Yeah, of course. I'm always, always uh, obliged to come through, talk some knowledge about fighting games and just say, you know, just shoot the shit. Just hang out. Really love it. Hell yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. You have a good night and I'll see you next week. All right. I'll see you later. Bye. All right. That was Maureen at by telephone on the socials. Uh, for those of you that don't know, thank you so much to Maureen for coming in. Before we split this was a little bit of a longer episode. I do want to give you guys a little bit of a peek at what we're going to be doing tomorrow. For those of you that missed it, beta starts tomorrow for Street Fighter VI. And I have crazy shit going on. I have a TENS unit, right? For those of you that don't know, this is what physical therapists use to stimulate your muscles. When you turn it on high, it feels like you're getting punched, right? I have makeup. I have harmonicas. What we're going to do is I have a counter on this. We're going to have a counter on the screen. Every time somebody either subs or I lose a game, we add one to that counter. When that counter reaches five, I have a gigantic wheel that we're going to spin and it's going to be a punishment of some sort. So it's going to be high stakes. It's going to be wild. You're going to want to tune in. I'm going to start probably around 2 p.m. Central tomorrow. Uh, granted if you know I can get away from work a little bit uh, so it's gonna be super duper exciting I cannot wait I cannot wait I cannot wait um, for those of you that are new here my name is Elon this is best of five where we were just a weekly FGC talk show but now I just stream on here almost every morning as well um, we had Marine on we're gonna have Kizzy K Kizzy K is gonna be on the show on June 8th so be sure to tune in for that. If you haven't already, feel free to follow our stream. You're going to get a notification whenever, uh, whenever we go live, if you want to come back. Uh, feel free to check out our YouTube. We've been posting a lot of stuff on YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now and you made it this far into the episode, hey, thanks. Leave us a comment and say hi. I'll, I'll put it on the screen for next week's show. But I think that's going to be it for me tonight. Follow the socials. Yes, at Best of the Show for everything. Specifically Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that fun stuff. Olsen, who is our editor, has been grinding and putting a lot of stuff on those. So be sure to follow those if you want more best of five in your face. I don't know why you would want that, but I'm not one to judge. Everybody, thank you again for joining. Thank you again to Marine for hanging out with us. I can't wait to like do the weird high five thing. I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, we're out of here. I'll see you guys tomorrow. And until then, keep it classy. I'm going to go.